this episode of Project Random Podcast was recorded at Artrubika Studios, Lagos, Nigeria. everyone this is Mina <laughs> you made me laugh I'll try not to. Stop. <laughs> today we're talking about masks what masks mean to Africans really you know see the thing about it is that when people wear this thing and they are very cool but Africans will wear it and it's something that's entirely this is my intro to what we're about to talk about today and with me I have DOA the cross-eyed nerd <laughs> yeah that works <laughs> the, the cross-eyed nerd so we're going to talk about masks and i apologize in advance for how my voice sounds today because i went for a party yesterday and i turned it up like it was 1999 okay like it was 2000 <laughs> and i was shouting all through and having so much fun so my voice sounds weird and i'm sorry i apologize dear you say hi to our guest Please come forward. Um, hi everyone. Say hi to She's guests. already said do you the cross-eyed nerd, so I don't know how to say um, defend myself or anything. But I'm really glad to be here today to talk about masks. Yes. So let's push this. Let's let's talk about this thing. Okay. You see, today I normally I'm supposed to have like a background story to you know move this along. But today Dewey is gonna guide us because Dewey knows everything and I don't know shit. <laughs> I only know that the surface thing. Like I said, I'm an overprotected child, so I really do not know much about masquerades or masks or costumes or anything. I just them say them say that's what I know. But Dewey has more insightful information and I'll let him talk in a minute. Yes, over to you, Dewey. Okay, where do, where do I even start? I Okay, I'll just start from my childhood, really. Um, or like me, I wasn't that protected. Or maybe I was protected, but I always found a way of sneaking out and disappearing. Well, I was like seven, eight, nine. We used to um, spend the holidays at my grandmother's house. At that point in time, my mother was still running a course in university in some states away in the east. So what she does is, when she leaves, just our dad and ours, immediately the session is over. Our dad just ships us to her grandma's house. When we're there during Christmas and during the festive periods, they usually have these um, festivals mm-hmm. and they run right through our streets. Okay. Very colorful people holding canes and everything. It was scary. And, and you were allowed to sit out and watch them? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You and your sisters? Everybody would be outside, the entire family, all, of course, Are our uncles were there. Are and, you serious? Yeah. So we just sit and it's like a parade of sorts. And you just see them dancing and what was it? What was this festival? What was this festival? Was it? Did it have a particular name? May I just thought of it as Egungu Festival. Although there are various festival festivals, generally they just call them Odungu, like which roughly translates to the bringing of the yeah, new year or something. Yeah, exactly. I think usually before the new year, mm-hmm. that's when it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about other states whether it goes on at specific times. Each um, community have their own. Um, specific periods where they do their own festivals. Where they do their own festivals. So um, 
but this is December. I think it's done before, right before the New Year, so people can get it because there is a whole lot of spiritual significance to masculines. Oh, okay. And so that that basically sparked your interest in. Yes. Them. Okay. Awesome. I wasn't interested at first because I always saw them with kings, and all I thought about was like, these guys catch you, they the will beat you. To death. <laughs> and that's the best. That is the basic idea. Or what yeah. did they use those kings for? Or you're gonna you're gonna explain that? I did. That's that's the funniest part. I think they just owed them because masquerade is to signifies their morality. Okay. Like they, you can call them custodians or communities. Okay. And the king is. Symbol. It's a symbol, mm-hmm. like for discipline, for ethics, for you to know you have to do the right thing. I it's, thought it was more to ward off evil spirits or something. Yeah, okay. it's um, it's both. That's why I say it's both spiritual and moral. When a masquerade comes out, what they do is they basically address every issue that has been around. Okay. If the community has been doing well, if they are doing, and that is when you find out that certain times they are. Um, they do certain ceremonies with masquerades come out. Mm-hmm. Maybe there have been a spate of robberies going on for a particular period of time. Mm-hmm. And they say they want to do one or whatever. And after that, so you just see that the community is peaceful for a particular stretch of time. Okay. So it's not just evil spirits. It's also about the... the way of protection, protecting, yeah, protecting the community. Protecting the community, community. people who are... Um, disturbing the peace in essence although there are times when if masquerade does not have they usually have attendants people who are around them some drummers some would be praise singers and all that mm-hmm. and in certain places the crowd can be too overwhelming yes so they use the word people back and so they can concentrate on doing what whatever it is they came to do yeah Okay, so tell me about your deep research. How did you start? Who were the people you met and how did you start that journey? Yeah, my my interest was um my interest was actually my interest went up in school, got deeper in school. Um I studied mass communication and one of the classes we had at one point in time was about indigenous communication systems. Mm-hmm. Now, it's basically about how we communicated before we had radio, before we had TV, before we had letters, before we had letters and all. So well, we had the, the town criers, yeah. And under indigenous communication, you have them um, like eight classifications of the aerophones, idiophones. Yeah, town criers. I think they are. Um, no, they are not idiophones. They are aerophones. Like basically how what the sound, hear. yes, mm-hmm. what you hear, if it's flutes, if there's music, even certain modes of dressing, certain clothes are um, means of communication. Yeah. So then you have the extra mundane communication, which is not just me talking to you, but communicating with non-verbal, non-verbal ways. Yeah. And what the, um, that's where masquerades come in. So I basically became much more interested in them, like how do these guys come to be and in my year two I got to meet a friend who was also a student but he was he was um, born and bred in Ibadan. Okay. So he had some insight. The city didn't really have an influence on him. So he had much more insights. We we're just talking about masquerades, told me about masquerades that when they perform and when they start talking about the evil doings in the society. Mm-hmm. People who have actually been bad 
mm-hmm. or who have done something bad at that point in time will start feeling heavy in the head. Are you serious? And I was like, start feeling oh, heavy. Yeah, like you know, like you like have, you, conscious. You have a, exactly, like you have a heavy weight on your head, like you're carrying something and it's really bringing you down. I think he called it at a parkour. That's the name of the masquerade. He called it as a parkour. So basically, um, parkour is the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Probably has something to do with where your brain is and your actions, your conscience, and everything. If you've been bad, then it's you weigh heavily on you. And when those masquerades dance and when they do their thing, it actually affects people who have not been. I think that is how they usually able to know people who do things and secrets that are bad okay. and you know the, our society from way back even before we got so civilized and everything we had people who they just knew that all you needed was a good name yes and i think masquerades have it, a lot to do with that because yes. people were <laughs> and very patient but these but guys have no chill they have no chill whatsoever <laughs> yeah these guys have no chill like they deal with you instantly so um, that impact on people back then pushed people to be very be, be, careful. Be, be actually, better yeah. be, be careful about what they do. Exactly, the actions have actions consequences. Have consequences so, just a question: um, Do you think hypnosis has a part to play in this, or it is just, or it's jazz, or it's more like the conscience of this person just at that particular point in time being just very overactive? I mean, not overactive, but just being present at that yeah. particular point in time. What do you think is the reason why at that particular point in time where the masquerade is dancing or being displayed or passing through, the person who is feeling guilty or who has done something bad suddenly starts to feel guilty and starts mm-hmm. to feel like this bad deed is weighing heavily yeah. on him. What do you think is the result? Of, what do you think causes that rather? <sighs> Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I wouldn't say hypnosis. Well, because from, from what I've seen about hypnosis, I'm really... It's close range. Um, not exactly. Well, not exactly. Not exactly. As I said, from but the thing, the thing about hypnosis is hypnosis works on what you believe and sometimes it doesn't even work on what you believe if you believe it then you're not, you can't be hypnotized you can still be hypnotized it works even when you're not looking mm. it, it's, there's just there's just you just need one trigger for it to work hypnosis works like that and that's the reason why it is so easy for certain people to do certain things okay. I mean all of a sudden you go under hypnosis and you don't smoke again mm. you go under hypnosis you lose weight mm. you go under hypnosis you know a whole lot yeah. of things so yeah. I, I feel like I'm not saying it's hypnosis because yeah, obviously I have doubts about a lot of things you know obviously and that's why I have my podcast mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a whole lot of things is because people believed in those mm-hmm. masquerades masquerades and because of that if you did something bad mm-hmm. I've not let you answer your question, yeah, question yeah. But you still I'm answer just, it yeah. I just feel like if people believe in something like for example now just like you believe, we believe in God now mm-hmm. and we believe that if we do something bad God is going to smite us down and kill us 
I mean, the minute we have a car accident, ah, oh, God is punishing me. God is punishing me. Yeah. Or the minute we stop out to God is punishing me. Or you have this, you wake up one morning, you know that this person, you're not comfortable with this person because of something the person has said or done to you. If you're on the way to the person's house and you hear some kind of bad news and you turn around, you're like, ah, yes, my speech was telling me that I should not go there. I'm not saying that we are not intuitive or spiritually intuitive. I'm just saying that sometimes this intuition stems from your belief and stems from fear. Uh I mean, I'm not saying that, please don't stop listening to my podcast because you think I'm Branding, rambling and saying shit or oh, I'm an atheist I am not an atheist I believe in God I'm just saying that sometimes the reason why we do things isn't um, the reason why we do things is because just because we want to or just because we don't want to it's not because of some sign or somebody told us or somebody prayed and person saw something sometimes it's just because we want to do it yeah Yeah. so proceed I wouldn't say well there, there are possibilities for hypnosis and there are possibilities for what we call jazz mm-hmm. and juju mm-hmm. um, because from what we know they say okay there, there's good juju there's bad juju or whatever really yeah juju that's is what juju they say. Bad. but juju is juju <laughs> then it's bad <laughs> it's good do you do <laughs> <laughs> um, it's um, it's I think it's based on what you use it for mm-hmm. really just like a whole lot of stuff just like good witch bad witch black exactly, witch exactly that's witch. kind of um, you know, I was reading I was reading a book recently about slavery and all that people would to, to Jamaica and a Malon James book Book of Night Women in that book they were talking about some voodoo some were using it for bad some were using it to protect themselves and everything they had two different names mm-hmm. so I think okay well there are possibilities that you could use you for good if you believe in it I don't believe in it I know it exists because I've seen some crazy shit in my entire life oh please please share and some like, crazy things <laughs> I'm saying, so it's um, you you now begin to wonder why how them. I, have, I think I have to say this now, just to throw, throw more light on them. Um, whether it is jazz, whether oh, it yes. is directly has something to do with masculinity. In my study or in our studies, we went to a house. Mm-hmm. The man has been designing costumes for masquerades for 50 years. Wow. Is he rich? No, they are not rich people. He's mm-hmm. in Nibano. He's, I think he's around, um, he's in Berry. Okay. Nibano. They, that's what his family is known for. That was what his grandfather did. His grandfather was What if his child says he doesn't want to do it? If, at the moment, his children as educated as they are, because he didn't go to school, mm-hmm. he stayed with his father to learn the trade and that's all he's been doing. And... His children, it did not allow his children to just sit down and yeah. learn how to do that. Although they, they, went also, they went to school. One is into politics. At that point in time, one was in the polytechnic, which was in Badopoli. And he said that when they are free, they come home during festivals, they are around, they also saw costumes. One of his sons, as educated as the boy is, he also has his own costume, costume for masquerading. He only sews, he doesn't, although it has something to do with lineage. Not everybody comes from a line of masquerades mm-hmm. or who people can um, don their attire. So not anybody can wear it? Not anybody. Okay. It's usually like, you know, Yorubas have specific traits for different people mm-hmm. um, depending on um, there are some people who come from a line of priests, 
Mm-hmm. There are people who come from the line of drummers. Mm-hmm. There are people who come from the line of. Farmers. Just find out that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, farmers and all. And just find out that even if anybody can do these things, of course, there are possibilities that anybody, I don't know anybody who has tried, mm-hmm. but there are possibilities that anybody can wear a masquerade costume. Mm-hmm. At least we see balls in the US <laughs> or something. They have Halloween over there. But here, because of the spiritual inclination and spiritual um, context, not everybody wears. They feel that, okay, a specific line of people. Are supposed to wear. Are supposed to wear so everybody in that specific line, every year that they have to do that, no matter where they are, they must make themselves avail- available to wear it. No, not really. Not all of them wear. Okay. They can, but depending on what they choose, mm-hmm. they don't. And I think um, just the way their diet chooses them. Mm-hmm. Once they choose you, I think it's a responsibility for you to. Which is yeah. Which is why I want to mention the person I want to mention. The man used to be a known masquerader. Well, I didn't get his name, but he stopped because he converted to a particular religion. Mm-hmm. And while he was praying, wow. he got blind. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because when we were there, we met the man. The man who has been designing the masquerade clothing. Mm-hmm. Then another man came in. Mm-hmm. That man is an Ifa priest. Mm-hmm. So it was one who was telling us because in the process of us interviewing the, the masquerade guy, mm-hmm. he chipped in and said that you're very powerful, Lord, that if Ifa chooses you to wear this thing. this thing, and that is what you should do, that the man converted and stopped wearing the masquerade and whatever. And while he was praying, he got struck blind. And it was until he, he wore it back. They say seeing again. They say seeing again. Are so I'm like. Thinking? Come on. <laughs> are you kidding? Yeah. I'm like, come on. I know these this men are old men. They know. They, they believe what they believe. They believe what they believe in. That's it. And it works for them. So, well, like you said, what you believe in. I don't believe in it, but, uh, well, my interest has did you, did you Did you believe that story when they told you that hmm? story? Did you believe that story? Or do you think it was said for fear, to perpetuate fear? Well, it's possible people have their motives for stuff, mm-hmm. but... From my experience with um, people like that, people who are, they don't just... Um, make up stories. They don't just make up stories. They don't just say them, just say them. They say them because they you see the conviction in, in them when they say... Say. They are not saying, they are not telling you ghost stories like your mother, your mom will say, or Juju will carry you. Mm-hmm. They are basically saying because wait, I've been to them priest. is facts. Exactly, like to them is facts. Like, I've been doing this for the past how many years and I know my stuff. It's basically like when a professor tells you stuff, he backs it up by a fact. You see the research and everything. Now, we don't see research from these guys. We don't see, but we... You see, you see the thing about it is that I feel like the origin of every name mm-hmm. comes down to our roots. Yeah. And you know, a lot of Yorubas over the years they've changed their names. Mm-hmm. You know, like all this um, Fagwemi. Yeah. It used to be Ifagwemi or yeah. something like that. Or, exactly. <laughs> or people that used to have all those names, mm-hmm. or some people that have Ogunjimi. Yeah. Actually, from, from those names, names. Yeah. like I don't know the I don't know what that maybe it means that his family used to worship Ogo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For example, now I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means about his origin. Yeah, do you get? You know, because sometimes that like, you you talk an elderly personal, and then you mention a name. It's like ah, that person is from some yeah. deep dark town yeah. that you've never heard before, and you're like, how do you know that? Yeah, and person is there. Oh, I know because you know I have a friend that was from there, and we grew up together. And aside from that, well, they believe in this, they believe in that. And he will tell you what this family used to do. And he checks out. And he always checks out. So when, when it comes to even the masquerades, I'm sure that there are some obstacles. 
isolate families. There's some families that probably were in this line of business. Let's call it a business. Yeah, let's call it a business. <laughs> in this line of business that have edged away from it mm-hmm. and changed their names. Don't go doing it. Yeah. What is, is there a repercussion for those people? Do you get? I would like mm-hmm. to know if there is. Yeah. That's one. And then two, there's so much history. You must have such a rich culture. I'm sure even Igbos have their own masquerades. I don't even know mm-hmm. what that signifies because I've never been to East so I don't know. Nursing and Igbo a masquerade. I have no idea what they do, why they do it, if it's like us and they, it's that they're chosen, if they have priests that pick them or anything like that. I mean, here in Lagos, you know, we hardly ever see all those things. Constantly, people are telling me, oh, I have to leave work early today. They are doing Oro yeah. Festival. By the way, Oro Festival is the scariest shit I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. They'll tell you that women are not supposed to look out of the window or see the mm-hmm. the masquerade. Only men can see the masquerade. If any woman that sees it, I don't know what's going to happen yeah, to her, but she, any woman that sees it will, well, regret it. That's one. And then two, any woman that's caught outside during the Oro Festival is kidnapped and never seen again. Mm-hmm. And that's, like I said, that's the scariest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. When I was much younger, I used to live in this small, small place. I used to live somewhere else. And where we used to live, we had a constant oral festival. If you so much that's picked outside, the streets would be empty. empty yeah. And then you would hear this weird sounds. I wanted to ask you if you You would hear like these weird sounds like... Like, it's crazy. like, like something, like wind. Something traveling Not through wind. the wind. Yeah. Like something traveling through the wind, or something, somebody throwing mm-hmm. a stone with a very long rope. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that, like spanning, and you would hear it like that, and it's really loud. But funny enough, they never came on my street, but you would know that they're around they're because around. you could hear this thing. You hear some voices. You hear some people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, why? What are these things? What does what does the old festival do? Do you know? I wouldn't exactly know, but I. What's the significance of the festival? Well, if I know the occasions when, like recently, I'm trying to remember the name of the town now. Oto, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oto is um close to Ijora. It's close to Ijora. Um, that's where the NBC offices. So I was on my way there on a particular day. I think it was when they increased the fuel price or something and the NLC said they wanted to strike and whatever. Well, I had a meeting there and I was going and everybody in NBC was evacuating. The reason why they were evacuating was because they said the king had just died. Yeah, I heard And that. there was going to be horror that day. So I know usually it has to do with maybe a royalty dying or something bad that has been going on for a particular while. Um, maybe kidnappings, maybe robberies. In my area then, I live in Iju. And what happened then, I was secondary school. There was just this stretch of time when people were robbing. Mm. constantly like almost every two days you'd hear of a robbery or some theft or whatever so they said they were going to do oh that night i suddenly started in for like three days straight crazy sound between 11 p.m and then if you are not coming home don't come home if you know you have something to do finish your business get inside early but after they did that ceremony for the next two years Nothing. I did not. There was no crime regarding robberies. There was no crime regarding anything. But you see, that's the thing, yeah? You're warning people that... I mean, I think the object is for them to catch people and kill people, right? Mm-hmm. But you're warning people not to come out. So who are the stubborn people that come out 
and who are they? I mean, because I have to, I, have to, I feel like whatever it is that they are doing has been satisfied. Whatever deity they've been trying to satisfy has been satisfied. So that's why they stop. Because what I hear is once a king dies or royalty dies, the next thing they do is announce or, and obviously is to get somebody to sacrifice, to please something. And this is the reason why people disappear and a whole lot of things. I mean, there's actually no record of all these things. We like to look at it like, okay, there's so much good that this thing does. But I also want to reflect on the bad. Do you understand? Like, yeah. why use people? Why sacrifice people? I mean, I get it. Human sacrifice is way more powerful than dog. <laughs> but they're not far, as far removed as we think they are. They're not. It's not something that I think just happens to somebody that we don't know or somebody, 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 somebody that we know. Mm-hmm. But it's actually like a reality. Like, yeah. this is reality no matter how civilized we think we are masquerades still kind of are still a huge part of our existence i mean think about it some people say they're not coming to work because a reality died in their area i'm just like why do you understand what if today you're supposed to leave to save somebody's life today what if you're a doctor what if you're a lawyer what if you're what if you are just a social media manager but still and you need to be at work I'm just saying, what if your child is dying? You can't obviously leave the house with your child to take the child to a hospital because some idiots have decided to do something, something in the middle of the night. Yes. And it's just, it's just amazing. It's, um, I, I think it should be... I think we've not gotten um, some things right with them, cultural balances. I believe that um, culture changes, culture shifts. Culture is something that should evolve. Mm-hmm. Just as these days, you see you see masquerades out there who, um, as much as people say that, okay, the word of diseases, they do a lot of stuff and whatever. I am never scared of seeing a masquerade during the day. I ran in, yeah, I ran into one in Yaba mm-hmm. recent, and the guy was basically begging me for money. He didn't say anything. He just pointed to my pockets and pointed to his own pockets. <laughs> That that's not begging. That's that's yeah. actually that's actually robbery. You yeah. know that, right? And <laughs> I'm just saying. And I could give him. I was giving him. I actually gave him, but I did not feel threatened in any way. Because what, what do you think would have happened if you hadn't given it to him? He would not have done the jack shit. If he had done anything, good lord, possessed by ancestors or not, in the middle of the street, we will enter it. I <laughs> <laughs> just really, as in, I would not. As in, I did not. I was bigger than the guy, so Seriously? I. It wasn't feeling threatened anyway. It wasn't like those days when I was small and I used to see them with kings and so this guy didn't even have a king. He was just walking along the road and this and that. Do, do you know when I see those lone ones, I wonder to myself, what is the aim of this thing? Exactly. No, I'm just I, the reason why I even ask why what the aim is, what are they trying to prove? I don't know to just remind you that oh yeah, yeah we, we are exist. out. We <laughs> or it's like it's a curse that they're supposed to continue to wear this thing for the rest of their lives. Like, I would really... Those are the masquerades I'm even more interested in than the ones that are moving a crowd because those are seasonal seasonal masquerades. Those, those are seasonal. I think that's actually the proper way. Of course, you know, with everything you have around, there are um, good eggs, there are bad eggs. Mm-hmm. There are those who deviate from what they should do. I don't see... When there is no ceremony, I don't think there should be any masquerade anywhere. If that's the thing. You don't know the reason why he's wearing it. Exactly. Maybe maybe the reason why he's wearing it is because that is he's the one that has been ordained to wear it every day for the rest of his life. Well, none of them get to... As in, uh, so far as I know, so far as I've asked and... 
nobody gets to wear masculine costume any day, any every day. The person I met in Ibadan was is called Baleshongo. Okay. He wears the of the they call it um egonikoi. Basically, it's like the head of every masquerader out there mm. in Ibadan. And she doesn't wear it every day. Children go to school. They wear it when their ceremonies. I don't think you should really get to totally take up take over your life. It's just supposed to be something you do exactly. every now and then. Because the mentality behind it is, okay, you are basically invoking the ancestors to just have some, to spend some time around with, basically you're invoking the dead to spend some time with the living and communicate in some way, then go back to your resting place and... Do you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of this Mexican... Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. Exactly. I, I actually wrote it in my notes when I, I was just thinking about it and I was like, okay, come, this is basically yeah. what Latinas do when they do their Day of the Dead celebration. At you know, there's a lot of similarities with the yes. Yoruba culture and the yeah. Mexican culture yeah, too. Yeah, there is. Um, Brazilians, they have their own uh, masquerades. Um, the Caribbeans, they have their own... Haiti, they have their very own... Strong Ties to, to the Yorubas. Yes. Yeah, Yorubas basically. Although I met one in Nakwaibo, I think I told <laughs> you. Those very naked ones, they call them Epo. Okay. Epo, and they are, I don't know what they use on their body, but they are covered in black paints and they are naked. Save wow. for like a skirt of um, palm yes. fronds around their waist. And they always go around with a cutlass. I've never seen them cut anyone. But basically, when they go around like that, when they stop at your house, they dance, they do stuff. And then if you are giving them money, you don't give them money on there. You drop it on the floor. They pick it up and they leave. I did not have the time to really study, explore the significance of I was there for a short while and all that. But those ones were scary ass niggas, man. <laughs> if I could use that word, as they were scary. Were they, were they, were they buffed? Yeah, they're buffed. never, they're never, um, they're never skinny. No! Like monkey looking people. You can imagine yourself seeing, you think it is something out of a horror Nigerian 90s movie. Are you serious? Like, you, I don't know if you saw a good or something. I was like, <laughs> Those guys, you, you begin to think of all those um, guys that are inside the bush, bush babies or um, goblins or whatever. That's what you see. Because you, even as black as they painted themselves, you can't identify who they are. So I'm pretty sure I might have seen one on a regular day and seen him as a masquerade and I would not know it's the, one. the difference because some of them actually do not just paint their face. Some of them have their, these black masks on their faces and, wow. and all that. They all go all out now, don't they? What they do? They go all out. <laughs> they go all out. <laughs> oh, the head of a masquerade was arrested in Abiyakuta once. It was causing commotion at the petrol station or so. Right. He wanted to collect money and stuff and they didn't give him their side damage and stuff. Those guys called the police and the police came and they picked him up. <laughs> and I was laughing because we called these guys around. <laughs> Like, not you. <laughs> absolutely not you. You get like, what are you doing disturbing the peace? Because you're actually supposed to, if you go by your tradition, you're actually supposed to uh, be, be the bringer of the peace. Upright. Exactly. And I don't understand why it um, went that way. There are also these guys, what I know, men and women both come from that lineage too. Mm-hmm. But only men wear the, the masks. Mm-hmm. The women usually get to do the chanting, the singing, the invocation and all that. And there's a particular set of, um, there's a particular masquerade down here closer to here, Lagos and um, Pink Ogun State. Call it Gelede. I don't know if you heard of it. <laughs> Gelede is um, funny. That is funny. It's kind of unique because you can see their faces. Okay. Contrary to every other masquerade, they don't cover their faces. Mm-hmm. They wear, what they wear on their head is like, they wear a mask on their head. Mm-hmm. 
but you see the faces and everything then you use a view but you can see what they look like and if i were to call these guys i think these guys are they're actually funny they're actually um very relevant because it made me see that in some ways our culture is not so um abusive it made me understand and appreciate certain aspects of our culture because for one these guys are the only masquerades that are biased towards women positive mm-hmm. they praise women even though men are the ones who wear them sometimes you find that the marks they put on are those of women mm-hmm. or those of them um, men they are basically gender fluid mm-hmm. they are not all male like all the other masquerades you know it's a guy wearing but you see them embodying women only performing market squares which is um, women dominated yeah. and all they do most of the time is praising and commending and also encouraging they say awayawa like our mothers like they they really think i wrote it down somewhere they what they do is they, they impersonate both men and women and also they appreciate and honor the spiritual essence of women like for the first time you find out that something so traditional um, understands and um, really elevates the essence of a woman like they say women on the world basically that's what they say like i want <laughs> i want yeah yeah like i want to like not in the negative sense of witches mm-hmm. but basically in the sense of motherhood in the sense of um preservation of life and all of other stuff like that and uh, i also like to there's also this particular masquerade that we have in Liku, in, in lagos the white one where they wear the car yeah that's the dopest <laughs> that's that, like I, i i just realized that we haven't even touched on that one hey yo hey yo uh-huh. so i know that they have that's in Lagos. Um, does any other um, does any other state do them? It's just I've Lagos. Never, I've never seen them anywhere else. I think it's just it's just. I funny enough, I think I know the song, Seth. Yeah, really. I think I know the song because I, I think I've watched it even now. I watched it's it on just, TV. It's just. But what does it what does it what does it signify? I I've not really been able to. Because I know it's around that time that they, they make their they make women chieftains or something. Mm-hmm. They make men chiefs and, and all those and those things. Or well, not women chieftains, but like. There's this thing that they do, but in my mind, it just seems like a whole chieftaincy thing. Sure. Women, women like a woman's association or something, something, something. Mm-hmm. Like the head that they announce yeah, the person is going to be. Yeah, the head so, so. And it's always a, a cultural, it's always a cultural, um, cultural position, mm-hmm. you know. Someone like someone who is in charge of culture for women. I think that brings us to the end of yeah, masquerade. That's, that's about it. And I'm sorry if this was not as funny as it normally should be. <laughs> really? really, because I, no, I am apologizing in yeah. advance for my ad, for, for my audience. You have no idea what day I had yesterday or the day before <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> two days before now took the phone out of you and then you them nothing so i've had i've had a pretty awesome couple of days and, and i see that with all honesty and you know i'm just i'm just i'm not saying i'm barely getting by but you know i'll be awesome i'll be awesomer next episode yeah. i promise yeah slow motion today <laughs> I promise. Anyways, it's been fun doing this with you again, um, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Dewey, for coming. Thank you for calling me. You can listen to Project Random on Audioboom. Just go to audioboom.com, search for Project Random. You can set up an account. Please set up an account and subscribe. Subscribe, rate, and review. We are also on iTunes. Search for Project Random. 
subscribe, review, rate. Thank you very much. And, you know, comment, whether you like it or not, comment, say something, reach out to me. Send us an email also if you have any stories or you would like to be a guest on Project Random. Project, that is, the email is projectrandompodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, that is, at the Project Random. Same with Instagram and Facebook. Thank you. It's been real. Bye.